0: Back here on the Rich Keith Show, W-E-E-I. It's been a busy offseason for most baseball teams. Red Sox taking it easy, taking the uh, wait-and-see approach, and uh, it's got a lot of people upset. And to help us try to make sense of it, we turn to the Harbor One Hotline. We bring in Rob Bradford from the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. And Bradfo. Mm. Uh, I probably won't be the first to say it. The uh, you're right. Baseball is not boring. However, yeah. the Red Sox offseason certainly has been.
1: Well, I, I'm going to say this. About a month ago, I said the baseballs and boring podcast was going full throttle, and and uh, <laughs> we have actually lived up to that that proclamation. Yep. Unlike some other people, correct? Who, uh, yes. Uh, the energy drinks, the big winner, I guess. Sure, because there's been a lot of memes and gifts and yep. everything else. Yep. But yeah, no, it's this is I. I rich before we get going i would just say this about the whole deal there's time right there's time yes, yes but what it feels like what it feels like is an uncomfortable game of baseball musical chairs and it feels like me back in elementary school which i was terrible at that game i would get distracted <laughs> uh-huh, and i sure. would be left out and that's kind of how it feels with the red sox right now because how this is working out is you have all these big spending teams all looking for the same thing, which is pitching mm-hmm. and really good pitching. And uh, and so there's only so much of it. You can say you can land with a pitcher, sure. But is that going to be the Blake Snell? Is that going to be the Yamamoto? Uh, you know, so anyway, I know that I... I have uh, gotten on a stool, done my Rudy speech, yep. and had my proclamation. But I, I felt like I it was need to set the tone of this uh, this segment. Well,
0: it's funny because I think you know those two big names that you mentioned. That is what people want. Like that, you, you get those guys, but the team still needs a lot more than that. And so you're in last place. You need to turn it around. And the rotation last year was not good, so it needs to improve. But my problem is there are guys that he could sign right now that. Uh, Certainly wouldn't b- knock people's socks off, but they'd be good for the club. And when you see somebody like the Kansas City Royals <laughs> sign Seth Lugo and Michael Walker, you're like, wait a minute, those are two guys that'd be good in this rotation. Or you yeah. see Det- uh, Jack Flaherty go to Detroit, you're like, oh, that's a one-year deal for Jack Flaherty. Like, it's not like it's not just seven hundred million-dollar guys that are being signed right now.
1: Well, what kind of drives me nuts is is okay if you're in on Seth Lugo. And and some people will say, well, I don't want Seth Lugo. That's not part of the equation. That's not part of the solution. But by all accounts, they liked Seth Lugo. So if you like Seth Lugo, then get Seth Lugo. Right. Don't 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 you can't have this uh we're gonna be outbid by the Kansas City Royals because we weren't willing to go to whatever lengths they did. If you like the guy and you feel like that guy is is part of the solution, then get Seth. The guy, uh, I said it the last time I was on with you, I, and I love this saying, which is, focus on what you're getting and don't obsess on what you're giving up. And it's not to say like display anything for him, but you can't keep getting outbid for these guys who you do have interest. And then you talk about the big fish, right? The 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 bigger guys. All right, if you really like the guy, then do whatever you can financially to get them because the other part of this equation is that I don't I know that what they'll say about well everyone wants to play for the Boston Red Sox historic organization blah 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 but still they are not in a gr- recruiting spot compared to some of these other teams because of where they finished in the standings and just the perception of them right now that's fine you can still get mm-hmm. guys but what you have to do is you have to have the shock and awe of the offer, which they used to do, right, and and so far they haven't done. That doesn't mean they aren't going to do. I, it's still early. Believe it or not, it's still early. But, you know, until they do it, there everybody has the right to be frustrated because it's been a long time since the Boston Red Sox did the shock and awe thing. Uh,
0: yeah, no, it's true. And do you think, and this is, I guess, part Heimblum as well as Craig Breslow now with John Henry overseeing both of it, do you think – they have a certain price point that they say, wait, we're not going over this? Or, maybe a more damning thing, do they don't, do they truly not love any player? And they're like, well, this stat would suggest this blah, 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 blah. Like if, they, if they don't really love anybody, then they won't overbid,
1: right? Well, the, I I it's, it's science that they love Yamamoto. Okay. We'll find out just how much. Yeah, well, it, 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 the problem is, is that if you here they are they have to prove themselves that they can actually do this they want to do this they want to get into these bidding wars for the guys that they really want the problem is that this isn't this is the big boy bidding war Mm -hmm. this is the biggest of the big boy bidding war where if you could pick teams which you say i hope that those teams aren't in on yamamoto well tough luck buddy because the (sighs) phillies the Dodgers, the Mets, the Yankees, and throw throw throwing the Blue Jays who are willing to pay $700 million for a player. So, like, if that's the case, then you are going to be put to the test. And to answer your question about do, do they feel like, well, is John Henry going to open up? I don't know if this is the exact question you had, but is John Henry going to open up the purse strings? Is he going to do what he has done? He has done that in the past. It seems like course correction. That has always been the case. Well, we don't know until we see it. I mean, we yeah. don't know and and I would like to think so. When they moved on from Bloom, I thought for sure one of the reasons was because they didn't have the confidence that he was going to break off of this mold of setting the price point of what they thought guys were valuable and they were and he was going to get uncomfortable. Well, we don't know how uncomfortable Craig Breslow's willing to get, but we do know this. If you want to get the guy that is going to change the perception of this, you have to get much, much, much more uncomfortable than probably you thought even three months ago.
0: Yeah, because I just wonder, was it Zach Eflin, right, last year? Wasn't that the guy that they –
1: Yeah, man. Where it was
0: like you didn't need to spend that much for him. But I just wonder sometimes – and I know every team is stat-obsessed, but I just wonder if in that world they're thinking, well, all right, this is what we would offer Zach Eflin, but we can get a player comparable and maybe we like – cory kluber as much or we like somebody else like close enough I mean, and we could save a few bucks so let's just do it that way and rather like than zach, identifying one guy they
1: like zach eflin better though i mean yeah. this is this is where you are too is that you have to get the players that you feel are going to turn things around you the, and and this uses zach eflin thing and he had an unbelievable year he had a great year he would have been a great acquisition good for them for identifying him but what we heard was them beating their chest that, oh, well we offered the same for this Tampa Bay Rays as Zach Eflin. He just chose he's from Florida. Well, Mm -hmm. first like that, (laughs) I think the Zach Eflin thing is the perfect example of what we're talking about is that in your lot in life as the Boston Red Sox, you have to offer more and you have to offer more than you ever have because of the perception, because you haven't won because these other teams have all these different things to, to give them with Zach Eflin it was yeah he's from florida so you have to offer more yeah you have to he has to <laughs> right, pay right. you know it's the it's the taxes the taxes are better yeah so you have to pay more so uh, yeah it's the tampa bay rays so uh, how can you not pay more so that that is all the problem and i just feel like may, and maybe it's the yamamoto thing we're going to find out that they offered more money and he just chose another team At least that would be the suggestion that they offered more money because they haven't done that in a long time, other than Yoshida.
0: Yeah, because other than, like, if the money's all the same, what kind of chances would you give the Red Sox to get Yamamoto? Like, we were joking about it last night. Like, unless he has some sort of love affair with Boston that we don't know about, all the other teams that are bidding for him make more sense, like, as a baseball player.
1: It's, you know, I I hesitate. People have, have surfaced old reports and. It's a dangerous game to play. I mean, there's no better example of how dangerous the game is to play to guests than the Shohei Ohtani stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But with Yamamoto, there's a little bit more information. Um, all I know is this, is as much as the Red Sox love Yamamoto, this isn't Otani. This isn't like, oh, well, we're kind of interested, but we're not. This is, in my view, Yamamoto has always been their number one target. The problem is, is that there is the Yankees, The Mets, the Dodgers, all that's been their number one target too. Right, and and so and so for Yamamoto. When I don't know, like I don't know if you know this, Rich. I don't know the guy. No, I I don't know the guy. He's ever been on the podcast. Um, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, he'll be, he'll get there. We've had we've had as many p- people possible talk about Yamamoto yeah, on the yep. podcast, but uh, but we're all living in a YouTube world when it comes to True. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and so. The thing, all we have to go by is well, it seems pretty cool that Shohei Itani is recruiting this guy. It seems pretty cool that Steve Cohen went to Japan to meet with him. You know, it seems pretty cool that Brian Cashman's giving him a standing O behind home plate during a no hitter. All of that seems pretty cool. It does. Nothing really seems really that cool about (laughs) the Red Sox, but, you know, maybe there's a lot that we don't know. So, um, all
0: right. So he's clearly the biggest name that's still available just in free agency then it's probably blake snell um what about mike trout could he get traded i know he's not a free agent but you're talking about like big names big splashes the they the trout otani combo didn't work at all uh otani's gone they they didn't trade him at the deadline so the, he walks away for nothing will they trade trout and get something for him you think this offseason no,
1: i mean no i mean maybe they right now that no they because i think that they're, they they I mean, have a trickle of people going into that stadium, and and the Otani thing obviously stuck. They got to keep Trout. They said it's hundred percent they're not going to trade Trout. I mean that doesn't yeah. mean anything. So right. I well, guess. yeah,
0: that's the, like the vote of confidence for right. a head coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But it's I I do think that I would love the Red Sox to do something bold here. Where you get a foundational player, where you get where you get uncomfortable, where you trade some prospects, some really highly regarded prospects for a guy that you're gonna build around. And you know, there's plenty of examples. You know, Pedro Martinez, this is you know going way sure. back. But Chris Sale, Chris, the same sort of thing is identify some pro- prospects to trade. And if you don't want to do the Juan Soto thing because you don't feel comfortable with just having one year, so be it. But let's not lose sight of this, Rich, is that the Yankees entered the offseason with the same conundrum as the Red Sox. They're fan base. They're pushing away apathy. They're trying to stiff arm apathy. So what do they do? we're going to get Juan Soto, we're going to get Verdugo. we're going to go hard after Yamamoto and and they're going to and Brian Cashman's going to get up there and say we are going to make the pinstripes the mecca of baseball once again. So far what we've got from the Red Sox is, you know, I think that uh uh Cooper Criswell, yeah, sure. you know, if if we if we tweak his slider, he might be good. <laughs> so, yeah, you maybe. know, you know, and I'm not saying that that's all they're going to do. Tyler
0: O'Neill had that oh, one listen, good year one time. Tyler yeah.
1: O'Neill. All I know is this. So here's here's the good news. He's jacked. He, he came on the podcast, and anytime I can talk about protein intake, yeah, max bench, max squat, uh, with a guy, it's, it's good. And he's Canadian. And oh, that's yeah. Always that's a great. great thing, right? Pound so, for pound, uh, Gabe Kapler or Tyler O'Neill? Who oh, you taking? Tyler O'Neill. Wow. Yeah, Tyler wow. O'Neal. It's he. He almost not His arm almost didn't fit in the Zoom call. Good I Lord. mean, it was like yeah. He he his, so you know his, his his dad was Mr. Canada. Pretty good. And, yeah, and, and so I asked him. I said, when you are on the field, guys must constantly be asking like you like like what was your routine today? What's your <laughs> regimen? He's like, yeah. When I get to first base, I'm not gonna lie, it happens a lot. So, <laughs> yeah,
0: and hopefully you get to first base quite a yeah, quite a bit, you know. uh, Tyler O'Neal. Do you think? Uh, at this point, what's realistic for Red Sox fans to expect? Is it uh, you know a couple of veteran starting pitchers to round out the rotation? Is it another like po- uh, potential power battle? Like what? What's no, realistic?
1: You got. What's realistic is you have to find a top of the rotation pitcher. Yeah. Like and uh, and I do believe they they firmly believe that and they know that this is this isn't like I said it, it's going to get uncomfortable. But I'll say this. I like, I know that I'm probably in the minority. I like Blake Snell. Like I okay. like Blake Snell. I like him over Jordan Montgomery because the problem with Montgomery is that you actually need good defense behind you. Mm. And, and that's a problem right now. So I like Blake Snell. He's done it in the American league East and have all the free agents that you have left. And yeah, he will cost you a draft pick as a qualifying offer. But you tell me, I mean, of all the people who are left free agents, like this is the guy that I think people would be most excited about because he's he's like they know him, right? They yeah, know yeah, him. yeah. He's yeah. he's a Cy Young winner and and like he's that's the type of guy you're gonna get. If you don't get that guy, if you don't get Montgomery, then I'm sorry. You have to start, you have to entertain a trade, and you have to get one of the Marlins pitchers. You have to get Burns. You have to get somebody else. But they cannot, they simply cannot come away from this offseason without somebody that is perceived as a top of the rotation pitcher.
0: I also thought that maybe the Verdugo trade was freeing up a few bucks so you could go out there and do something. That apparently wasn't the case.
1: We don't know. I mean, mean, that's that's the thing, too. They have a crap load of money, right? Yeah. So it's not like. You're you're up against things. You're in position to make moves here. And by the way, there's still guys there. The problem is, is I'll say it again: it's the musical chair thing. Is that once Yamamoto decides on something, all these teams that were in on Yamamoto are going to be going after Snell and Montgomery and these some of these other guys. So yeah, I mean. They have the money, and we've heard, and we heard that last off season too. Sure, yeah, we, we did. Yeah. We have the money this right. time. Right, we're gonna spend it, and they did spend it, but they spent it on a bunch of two-year contracts. This time, uh, you have to. We all know the deal, Rich. I mean, yeah. we, you have to be bold. Like you just have to be. You know what you have to be? You have to be full throttle got to be full throttle. You yeah, it all be. comes full circle, really, here. I mean, you
0: got to be full throttle. They have yet to be full throttle. And you would think they would learn. Poor uh, Wick Rosebeck, when he said there was going to be fireworks like eight Uh-oh. years ago, and then we were like, uh, what about this year? Fireworks, fireworks, fireworks? <laughs> like you got to be careful with the trigger words.
1: Well, the only, the only person, that, the only organization that actually did it was uh, the Patriots, right? They just they just did a crappy job of it. Yeah, right? they got the wrong
0: guys, but they yeah. went crazy. I mean, they yeah. they signed all kinds of players like the first two <laughs> days of free agency back in twenty
1: one. So I, yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone was happy. John News, like who was going to be the John New Smith of the Red, Red Sox offseason? Tyler O'Neill,
0: sadly, <laughs> sadly your guy,
1: <laughs> your guy Tyler O'Neill.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of hit on it there, but. Are we in a little bit of a holding pattern for Yamamoto, and then you think soon off the board might be Snell Montgomery? Because like looking at the list, it doesn't seem like there are too many other guys that would command like a five, six, seven year uh, deal.
1: This guy, and I'm going to mispronounce his name, Imanaga. I actually think I, pronounced I nailed his name it. Actually, yep. I did. Yeah, uh, Imanaga. He's the other. He's sort of the one of the default guys. Not okay. as good as Yamamoto. Yeah, uh, but perceived as like a, a number three, four starter uh so yeah so he's put that guy on the list okay that's fine but to your point if if the red sox came away if they did these deals with waka with lugo people would be like all right all right here we go that's cool let's go something yeah yeah but so far i don't know if you know that they haven't done that no No, no, they no, they haven't. Don't be down, man. Come on, let's Uh, go. I'm trying to think. Like, what's what's worse
0: though? Like, is it uh, obviously it'd be worse if Yamamoto went to the Yankees because they then took Yamamoto and Juan Soto, which was a pipe. Fitzy and I talked about it every once in a while. Like last couple of months, we bring it up. The Yamasoto combo is what (laughs) we were desperately seeking here in Boston, (laughs) and it just it could end up in New York. Or a team that just spent seven hundred million on Otani. I don't care if they deferred it. They spent seven hundred million on Otani. Then another buck thirty five on Tyler Glasnow, oh. and then they might still add Yamamoto. Oh. Like it's crazy. And, and
1: we aren't even talking about the eight million bucks they gave to my co-author. It was it's <laughs> unbelievable. True. It's true. Which it by printable. the way, yeah. which by the way, you know that Joe Joe Kelly is going to double his contract. You know how? Uh, oh, the number. The number.
0: Oh, what num- is, yeah, so what number is he going to be? Is
1: he announced oh, that he's, yet? He's, oh, yeah. His wife did a whole Instagram thing. Oh, nice. Number 99. Yeah, number 99. Oh, the great one. The, yeah. Smart. Yeah, yeah LA 99. Yeah. So, smart. But but as I uh, said before, his asking, his initial guttural asking price was uh, either a very nice new car or one-eighth of his contractor bill. So uh, we'll see if he, yeah. he stands firm on that. All I know is this, is that his, his as I told him the other day, his Q rating in Japan has never been better. They love. Nice, him. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. He he,
0: at, he could ask for like one percent of his yearly salary, and then he finds out that oh no, it's not seventy million. It's two. And then like, <laughs> <jumped on his laughs> again. He you can know. take it. I don't need that.
1: Again, as I tweeted, like whoever thought going into the offseason that Cooper Criswell was going to get a deal just <laughs> one million less than Otani.
0: <laughs> I know baseball is a crazy game, and that's oh, thus yeah. why it is never boring. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Rob Bradford from the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. Thanks so much for uh, joining us, and hopefully the next time we talk, we will be talking. Talking about some new big name players joining the Red Sox.
1: Yeah, I think, let's just say this. I think if we get together on Tuesday, there will be more stuff to talk about with the Red Sox.
0: Oh, you hear that's this? that! This sounds like insider info, right sounds there. Sounds like Tuesday.
1: Yeah, you know what that is? Yeah, that's a that's a big market T. That right is. There. Well, we
0: have a full tank shows. So if you want to hop in, yeah. me and Hart
1: six to ten on Tuesday. So we'll be we're all ears well, for it. I just drove into Boston to drop off Tyler O'Neill's T shirt, so I can <laughs> drive into your to Boston to be on the Perfect. show. Let's go. Well, excellent, Bradvo. Appreciate it as always. All right, see you.